This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his trusty junior assistant, Mr. Luna. The car can enjoy food with the dining room full of people. Oh, and I got people. I think I have people trapped. I'm not real sure. Hey, Luna. Hey. Hi, Luna. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Hey. It's okay. I'll, we've been talking before this, so weird, but pretty good. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to, it's called like breaking the fourth wall where you let your listeners pretend like, oh, this is just happening naturally. Right. Yeah. I don't have any ads to talk about or, you know, anybody to pitch right now, but I do have kind of a deep, deep question for you to start things off. Oh, good. What would you say is the closest that you've like ever been to completely like not being in your head? Like everything is upside down, like reality just is not reality. Oh, I had a sleep paralysis where you kind of like are half in, half out of sleep. You you wake up and you're like, Aah! you're trying to break loose out of like the, the sack that's around you while you're sleeping between like your conscious. And- are you like verbally going, Aah! or is it just in your head? No, 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 no. I've had people tell me. Really? Uh, multiple, multiple people, because I've had multiple partners. Yeah, oh, creepy. No, with my my fiance has told me, and it's only happened in the last like eight years, um, where I wake up and I'm just like stiff and I'm going, Aah! and I'm, I'm trying to push myself out of like the bad dream I'm having or whatever. But I've I've had sleep paralysis where like I kind of am half in half out. I wake up, and uh, the one time it felt like things were running around my bed, and then when I snapped out of it, I finally was able to like. It felt like I was tied down by tape, like duct tape on my arms, and I was like able to, or sorry, like my back, my back was velcroed to the to the bed, and I was able to rip myself off of it. And I sat up, and I didn't have a shirt on. Whoa! And I never don't go to sleep without a shirt on. So maybe the paralysis was it was like a byproduct of not wearing a shirt. My insecurities, because I have nipples the size of like uh, Genoa ham. Gen- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was going to say pepper rats. I was going the Ooh, other way. Pepper yeah. rats. Okay. Little, yeah. little guys. Little tiny guys. And it's, it's yeah. embarrassing. But no, so that, and, uh, and, and that's, that's the answer to your question. Okay. What about chemically induced? You ever had like a totally like, yeah, like where everybody was like, you were so gone that dot, dot, dot. Yes. I did the date rape drug. Uh, I was called GHB. My buddy gave it to me and I'm skinny. I'm smaller than him. And I'll make this quick, but like he's a big guy, like a bodybuilding guy, and he gave me the same amount as him, a cap. And I took it, and I don't remember anything. And they had to hold me down. They had to hold me down on a couch. I was walking around smacking everybody in the face. Really? Like, have you ever seen like in a cartoon where like a guy or like a tough guy goes past like a, a group of men sitting maybe in, in on a couch together or sitting on a stoop or something? Yeah. And he just slaps them all at once. He goes, the bah, 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 bah. yeah, like three stooges kind of a thing. I was doing that. No. Yeah. To, to girls, to girls too. To girls. <gasps> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So they had to like hold me on the ground. I don't remember any of it. None of did it. the did the girls have GHB too? So they didn't remember the slaps. No, or? I was the only one who got <laughs> who got oh. GHB that night by the bodybuilder guy. 
Who knows what happened to me? Yeah. I might have a gen- I had a Genoa sausage for uh for an anus for like three weeks, so maybe maybe. I don't know. Anyways, so I answered your question, I guess, right? Speaking of GHB, I've I've always wondered this like you think anybody's ever had a GHB party where like everyone takes it at the same exact time? Like you imagine coming out of that one, you'll all wake up and it's like everyone's just like lying around like a plane just crashed. Yeah. Nobody remembers anything. But the creepy thing is, like, nobody remembers anything. No one knows what happened. You could have all been slapping each other for hours. Oh, you'd have to have video. Yeah, it'd be great to great to film that. You could only do it with people that you trusted because the one guy, the one guy that you, that you didn't know you couldn't trust fakes taking the pill yeah, and then yeah, yeah. everybody's butt hurts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Face, ears, everything. Yeah, you can do whatever you want to uh, to a person like that, I, I, I assume. I mean, I woke up strapped down um, with a bodybuilder wrapped around me. That's crazy. Anyway, it's okay. Yeah, it's good because um, it is actually relevant to what we're talking about here. <laughs> and uh, we're going to jump right in. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a backstory to set things up, and then I'm gonna we'll, we'll listen to this first call. All right, so... This incident took place in Bessemer City, North Carolina in 2018, Sunday, May 20th. And the family had just sat down to eat lunch at the local Surf and Turf restaurant. Now, in this case, the restaurant was actually named Surf and Turf. Nice. Not like just the generality of the category of restaurant. Uh, yeah, so they really got creative with that one. So Right next to the fish and chip shop. Yeah, right next to the liquor store that just says liquor. Right. You know? Yeah. You ever notice that? Like, they don't, they don't, you don't have to jazz up a liquor store's name. It just is called liquor. No, you don't need to at all. Have you ever noticed and, that the people that live around liquor stores? Yeah, they don't have names either. They're all alcoholics, too. Oh, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and all the people that live around nail shops, because the nail shops just say nails. <laughs> and they all have beautifully, beautifully quaffed hands. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Okay, so what? Anyway, surf and turf restaurant. So the family that just sat down, one of the men at that table abruptly got up and went outside. Mm-hmm. And the following call is what happened next. You uh, ready for me to hit play? Uh, yes, I am. Here we go. May 20th, 2018, 12 hours, 4 minutes, 38 seconds. Okay, I'm sorry. It's white. 
It's an SUV. It's a white SUV. I can't see the snakes. I've got nurses and first responders in there. The car literally ran over some of my customers. Oh, my God. She just... Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm so bad. We got police fire and EMF on the way, okay? All right, that was, it was a little hard to hear because a whole lot was going on, but um, what's your first impression of what you heard there? <laughs> well, there's a lot of like, I don't know if you're going to cut that out, but it sounded like someone was continuing to play an arcade game in the background, like maybe with yeah. like a mallet where it hits, hits the dinger up top and... Yeah, have you ever been to one of those, like, remember pizza places in, like, the 80s and 90s where you go and... Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, and they always, like, in the waiting area while you were waiting, they had, like, the little video games in the ta- inside the table where you could, like, sit there and... Yeah, love those. Play back and forth. I love that. miss that. So I think that is... Either that is what was happening or lots of phone calls were oh, happening yeah. because, because someone had just driven a car yeah. through the restaurant. Maybe it was whoever was on the line there, the the woman, I guess she owns the restaurant. Maybe it was her, like, it felt like, you know, she, she's obviously, and I'm being very judgmental here, and I'm being very presumptuous here, but it feels like she's kind of excited about what just went down the in the restaurant, too. Like, this is going to be a lot of hot gossip, you know what I mean? There, There is a, okay, I will preface this, just because I'm, this is as close to politically correct as I will get, but was that a woman? On the call. That's politically correct. You saying I, you think that's politically correct? I don't know if that was a woman. Questioning whether or not she was a woman. I don't. Yeah. But she never said she was, and that that could have been just a very kind of hurdy gurdy man. I don't know. Like a homosexual? But no. I I would say more like a just extremely effeminate man. I'll give you this. It did sound like a gay guy talk talking as a woman because he didn't have sex on the call. So I don't know who he has sex with because he didn't say. Help, someone's driven the car to the restaurant. By the way, I have sex with men or women. He didn't. Okay, it was know. a woman. So all I know is from his voice. It was a woman? You think it was a woman? Yeah, okay. it was a woman with the inflections of, of a gay man. So I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, so the local police on the scene said that they weren't looking for any additional suspects other than the driver of this car, as this was deemed as a domestic issue, and the lone driver was the only suspect. So the family that had been hit by the car had previously the family that had been hit by the car had been previously attending church together prior to meeting at the surf and turf the driver of the car was a former police officer in the county and was a private investigator at the time of the incident but (laughs) there's a twist as if that wasn't odd enough that like a former police officer and private dick would do such a thing there's a twist to this whole thing. Okay. What is it? What's the twist? Are you ready for me to hit play? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Here we go. Twist time. Oh, honey. Oh, my God. I don't know what's happened. What? The man who... The man... Hold on. The man who is here that drove the car through the building has been in a mental breakdown. I know him personally, and I think he did it on purpose. And it was his family that he drove the car into. Jesus Christ. I know him outside of here, and... Oh, my God! You know his name, ma'am? Oh, my God! I 
We work out together at CrossFit, and I was contacted this week that he has um, been in a severe depression and hasn't been leaving the house. And I see him come in the door today, and I hope he's sick. So glad you're here. I chatted with his son. How's your dad doing? And he said that he was doing okay, but he's having problems. And the girls in there screaming, that's my dad that drove the car in. That's got to be what happened. Oh, my God. Can you think they're dead? I think they're on the back of the building. I got people trying That's probably the most important. Oh, Jesus. Okay, officers are here. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh my God! All right. Or is this medic coming? Like, how far away are they? Um, they're on the way as fast as they can. They're about to. They're uh, coming up. They're coming to you. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go deal with see what I can help. Thank you. Okay. It looks like they're there. May twentieth, two thousand eighteen. Twelve hours, eight minutes, twenty-four. All right, so yeah, couple things here. I like the shout out to CrossFit in the middle there. I thought that was yeah. interesting. Like you know, it just seems like humble brag. Yeah, maybe like uh, you know, I work out. Like that's an odd, odd time to. I was just surprised. Maybe she didn't also add. You know, I own the restaurant, but I'm vegan. <laughs> yeah, I just expected her to say that or something. You know, <laughs> we're ripping on her, man. She's in a she's in a really bad situation here apparently, but she is. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just a lot of talk, a lot of gossip going on there too. She seemed to know exactly what went down. Did she have a remote control and, and she drove it into the restaurant herself to gain business? She was she, was she was she being threatened by another surf and turf in town? Who knows, right? Yeah, could it have been? Yeah, literal surf and turf war, right? <laughs> right. I mean, could have been. You know, ah, we're cracking the, the case. The restaurant gangs. Also, that the private eye was the one that crashed through the building. It makes you know, kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. But also, did you notice? Was there like a was there like a voice effect on the dispatcher's voice? It sounded like they made his voice like really low, like they were trying to like hide who he was or something. There was an essential well, guy who thinks he's an essential worker in my town, um, and I make fun of him all the time to his face, like in you know straight up. But he just mows people's lawns, and they had a little parade around town with essential workers like ambulance drivers and doctors and nurses and stuff. And he just drove into it on like in his truck, and it's like, oh, I'm here too. Anything you need, guys, you know, just a phone call away <laughs> if the grass starts to grow while there's snow on it. He's a glorified handyman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and everyone kind of puts up with it except for me. Well, I've only said a couple of things to his face, but the operator there at the end sounded a little bit like him. So it's funny it, it came back because he, he was like, okay, sounds like they're there now. She hangs up on him, basically. He's like, okay, yeah. well, sounds like they're there now. I'm glad that I'm glad I was able to walk you through this uh, tragic situation. The call's been over for like 30 seconds and he's like, no, ma'am, no, ma'am, you're the uh, 
you're the hero. Yeah. You no, know, I'm not the hero. You know, he's just talking to himself and like right. everyone thinks that the dispatcher place are like, oh man, that guy's really, oh, he's getting some compliments and awards. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was awkward. And meanwhile, a car has just blasted into this place. I'm, I'm listening for people like screaming and, and being hurt in the background. I didn't hear much. Yeah. Right. No. All right. So here's, here's what's going on. I'm sure all of our chatter. I'm sure the audience is like, just tell us the story. Oh, well, I think it's almost intentional at this point. We're doing that. Right. And and if anybody involved with this story is listening, they're probably like, oh, my God, this is one of the most horrible things that happened in our town. And these guys are talking about surf and turf wars. All right, fine. We'll bring it down 10 notches. We'll bring it hmm. down to uh, down to sea level. <laughs> All right. So after seating his whole family members at a table in the restaurant the man exited to the parking lot where he got into his jeep and proceeded to drive it at a high rate of speed through the doors of the restaurant through a wall into another room in the restaurant and directly into the table where he seated his whole family Hmm. so yes this was a domestic thing after all that's why they weren't looking for anyone else because he literally the guy that drove the car literally came in and sat his whole family down and then went out and drove his vehicle right at their spot where they were sitting exactly cool right through the restaurant weird Roger Self age 62 killed his daughter, Caitlin Self, daughter-in-law, Amanda Self, and injured three more of his family members, including his wife, his son, and his 13-year-old granddaughter. What? His son was a police officer, too, is a police officer. So this wasn't like, you know, just a little tiny family. This was like a whole table of adults, you know. This is a, this is a, this is a developed family, you know. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of younger kids here, though. I'm looking at it. Uh, there's a couple of, like, the 13-year-old granddaughter. She got injured, right? Killed his... Oh. Yeah, he she got injured. There were also other members of the family there, extended family. Amanda Selp's parents were there, too, at the table. They were released with more or less minor injuries. Caitlin Self, his daughter, was a deputy at the Gaston County Jail, the same jail that Roger would end up in and had worked at the Gaston County Sheriff's Office for four years at that point and she was off duty at the time of the incident so she was just hanging there with her family Amanda Self the suspect's daughter-in-law she married Josh Self who was the son and the son was a, a police officer she was a nurse manager in the ER at a local regional medical center there. Mm. Just tragic, man. Hence the reason I asked the questions at the beginning. I can't, for the life of me, figure out where drive my car into my whole family in such a catastrophic manner. I can't, I can't figure out where that is the answer to whatever is plaguing you. Right. The gradation of family members is so wide there, little children mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. people that you're not really related to except for through marriage. I mean, the, the, it's such a diverse group of people to do this to everyone. It, it boggles the mind. Do you know if he regret? So he, he survived, obviously, this. Do you know if he regretted it or am I getting too far ahead of you? No, he did. Ultimately, yes, he, he regretted. He, he showed tears in the court. He was genuine. In his, in his sadness, that being said, sometimes you do something that is so catastrophic that your sadness or your, your feelings of remorse just can never equate to the severity of what you've done, I guess. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I have a feeling we're going to get into a mental illness 
thing, we could just squash it right here or kind of step on it a little bit by saying, you know, if this is blamed on mental illness. My thing always with that is obviously there's different levels of how people handle their mental illness. Is this guy mentally ill? Uh, does he, is he deemed mentally ill? They're aiming for that. I'll, I'll go that far right now okay. to say right. that. Uh... Okay. All right. I'll just say this real quick, though. Yeah. Uh, not that Alzheimer's is mental illness. I don't, I don't know what it is. I guess it is, right? Yeah, it's a it's a degradation of the brain. Okay. So I'll just quickly try to make my point um, where, where I was headed with that, that I worked in a home where, where there was a bunch of people with, with Alzheimer's, and some of them were, like, super mean. Some of them were, like, really rude and, and <clears throat> over the top, and their family would be like, I've never, never, you know, this isn't who they are. This isn't what they, what, what they appeared to be in, in the past. What, and then you'd have really sweet ones who are just kind of forgetful Jones and, and they sit there and they, they, they're into new hobbies and things that they were never into in the first place. It's all very strange working with these people. What I'm trying to say is like they all have Alzheimer's, but they all behave differently. Some are very violent and aggressive and some are very passive and, and whatever. And some are just completely different people. So th- there's a spectrum. There's weird levels that mental mm-hmm. illness goes to. Same with like a schizophrenic, you're chopping Tim McLean's head off on a Greyhound bus and now you're walking out in the streets as Will Baker. Or you're just a dude who kind of gets confused sometimes and says some wacky shit. Right. But you both have schizophrenia, right? That Not all mental illness is created equal. Yeah, we've talked about this, right? We've talked about that the banner of XYZ mental illness can be carried by several different people and managed slash treated differently by each one of those people or approach differently I guess is another way to put it absolutely yeah yeah but it seems like I think that's my my problem with in, in court in the court system quite often you find that they they let it go because it's like okay they're mentally ill let it go and my, my argument kind of is like okay you got buddy friggin slamming into this restaurant trying to hit his children with his vehicle and he's killing some people and he's gonna be like I regret this and I was mentally ill at the time and you got someone with the exact same mental illness maybe at the exact same age who the weirdest thing they do is uh, put dog crap in with the mashed potatoes, right? Right. How can we change that? We can't. Yeah, we can't. Is there more? Is there more? More call here, or are we just? Gonna- well, there's a little bit more detail. So Austin Rammel, R R A M M E L L Rammel, the past. I don't know why I spelled that out. So yeah, it's weird. yeah, me neither. Yeah, Joshua Smith, S M I. With an umlaut over the eye, Austin Rammel, the pastor of their church, said that Roger Self had been dealing with mental illness issues and had sought medical help in recent months. So Pastor Rammel, it appears, to be at times is the public-facing representative for the Self family. So Luna, i um, got a question for you. This brings up a term that I think is interesting and relevant to cases like this. Have you ever heard of something called clergy privilege? No. So clergy, the word clergy, is defined as a minister, priest, rabbi, or person working for a similar religious organization. They are considered to be clergy. That's what you'd call them. So religious people of, of a certain level in within a religious organization. Mm-hmm. Federal law states that these clergymen hold a certain privilege when it comes to our communication with them. Should you be in communication with someone who is your your religious leader or representative of your religion, anything that you talk to him about could be considered private 
and not admissible in court or that it couldn't be pulled out of a rabbi or a priest like they couldn't ask him to testify about those things on the stand yeah. similar to like HIPAA privileges you know that kind of a thing where there's a certain level like a firewall with privacy there this clergy privilege can even hold if the confessor or the person talking to the clergy believes they were speaking to a clergyman but in fact they weren't so if somebody falsely represented themselves as a priest or a you know, somebody like that. It could hold up in court that the person that's confessing certain things to them says, hey, man, I thought this guy was a rabbi. I I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes me think of Jim Jones kind of things. Right. Yeah. I, but I think I think that there's there's parts of that where, like, you know, if, if a kid is. Yes. Or somebody, somebody's going to be like if they're, they're talking about they want to molest a child and they want to kill a child or a person, I guess. Maybe not just children. Right. No, you are right. A harm to themselves or others. The exception to this privilege is often, like you said, confessions of child abuse or neglect, which seem obvious, but even this isn't always enforceable. The Catholic Church, for example, they refuse to acknowledge that there are any exceptions to clergy privilege, which may contribute to why the Catholic Church seems to be embroiled constantly in seemingly never-ending child abuse cases that Mm-hmm. That privilege may hinder a smooth legal process at times. So that's that's kind of like you getting parking tickets and them saying, hey, now we're going to put you in jail. And you're like, I don't recognize these parking tickets. You know, it's like, can a church really say that? Can they be like, "Yeah, no, yeah, then maybe they did talk to us about child abuse, but uh, but we're not going to talk about it. I don't understand. The problem is, is when you give anybody any, any, any right like that, are you... you you leave it. You leave it open for bad people to manipulate it for their own purposes, right? And this is what happens, and then the whole thing gets painted with that brush. Um, so, you know, going forward, there should be protections against that. You, you, you can't be that naive to think that people are going to manipulate a system that you leave it open to be manipulated, and and that's right. The only time we ever really talk about an exception to the rule is in a negative context. The you know, negative outweighs all the positives too. Oh, totally. Which is very unfortunate. It just wipes it us because it's all that anybody wants to talk about. So you can't talk positively about this thing if one one negative thing happened to it, which is a negative on a negative. I hate everybody, man. That's why we can't have nice things, right? So in this case, it's also interesting if Pastor Rammel is also a licensed mental health professional, which many, surprisingly, many religious leaders work to obtain that status for obvious reasons, then any conversations that he may have had with Roger Self could be under a double blanket of protection. If he confesses or like gave detail of his deeds to Rammel, the quote-unquote pastor, mm. it may be protected from testimony in court. If he discussed elements of his deeds while speaking to Rammel, the quote-unquote mental health professional, it would be covered under other privacy privileges. So this has made this case very complex and has not been an open and shut case for a couple of reasons. One, like you mentioned, the mental health component. So a couple more things on this, and then I actually have a happy ending. Can I just recap for for, for everybody really real quick, because we're all over the place? So this grandfather goes into this surf and turf restaurant with his family. He's been having some issues that he's talked to everybody about. He goes out, once they're all seated at the table, his family's there, and they're probably being real nice to him knowing that he's going through these problems he excuses himself from the table goes into his vehicle and drives it into the restaurant and attempt to kill them all with his vehicle just try to put that into context anyone that's listening put that into context let's say you've got in-laws which if you're married most of us do you see your in-laws your daughter-in-law your son all of those people i could understand like maybe you've got a tiff with the father-in-law or your son you're not you're not agreeing or the daughter-in-law is manipulative or something like that 
But you also seat at the table in a booster's chair your toddler and your wife, who you've been married to for 45 years. And then you just sum it all up and drive through the restaurant and hit all of them. It's messed up. Like in my head, the only thing I can think is, well, obviously mental illness, right? Because nothing else makes sense. For sure. But I'm also frustrated by that conclusion because I don't want this guy to get off easier because what he did caused so many ripples. You know what I mean? Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. And on top of all that, if you're one of the ones who got hit, you got to hear this woman who speaks like a flamboyant gay man talking about how you are a possession of hers that just got hit within this surf and turf restaurant. Exactly. And yeah, and talks about CrossFit. Think of the damage that that did to all of us who don't like CrossFit. I mean, come on. I often think about when I'm dying. I just hope there's no morons around me saying something stupid. I don't want to hear something stupid on the way out. I really don't. I think it might put me into a different realm. Because if I'm in a different mindset on the way out and they're picking me based on my mindset on the way out and I'm angry about what the hell I'm hearing, maybe I get thrown onto some weird friggin' realm that I wouldn't have gone to if I died in peace with people I love around me, you know? Yeah, like the last things you hear are, Jared, dude, that guy totally just garage sailed all over the highway. Check his pocket. See if he's got like a pipe on him or anything. <laughs> yeah, that would ruin my whole vibe on the way out, I yeah. feel. You're like, ah, oh, man, I was hearing angels and then I had to hear Jared talk about my pockets <laughs> dummies yeah so roger was initially charged with two counts of first degree murder for allegedly and intentionally crashing his vehicle into a restaurant killing the individuals that he killed since those charges were filed additional charges have been submitted such as assault with a deadly weapon in relation to those that he injured in the incident like his wife and his son and the 13 year old granddaughter this case though is one where I wanted to cover it, but I, I'm frustrated because it's still pending. And there's currently a back and forth happening between the defense and the prosecution regarding the handling and distribution of information regarding Roger's mental health evaluations, which apparently are still ongoing, which was super frustrating. If you read the articles and stuff on this, the statements from the defense are like, Oh, yeah, he's still got some uh, mental health evaluations we got to do, but our workload, our caseload is so heavy, we just haven't gotten to it. I'm like, man, is that a thing? Like, really? Mm -hmm. Like, how, how can you not schedule something? Like, get on the phone and go, hey, mental health guy, evaluate this guy, and then go fritter off and do your other cases. Like, really, what's, what's the holdup? I don't get it. You know what Roger Self should do if he gets off, which he might, is open up a chain of restaurants called, um, you know, self-serve surf and turf. And you drive through the, actually you drive through the restaurant and on either side you it's get- It's a drive in. Yeah. And you get, you get served like surf on one side and turf on the other and you just have to have both windows open and you drive right through the middle. He could call it mirth and turf. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, it's kind of hard to say. It sounds like you, it sounds like my lips are numb. So where do you work? Oh, I own the restaurant. Oh, what restaurant do you own? I own the mirth and turf. <laughs> what did you just say? Mirth and turf. That's what I said. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so we will offer an update in the future once things have been determined in Roger's case. So promise you'll hear more. All right, you ready for a you ready for a happy ending? Said no man to another man <laughs> on a podcast ever. Wow, <laughs> oh, you don't listen to enough podcasts. Yeah, I am. We're just gonna roll right into this one. So you ready for me to hit play on this? Yes. <laughs> okay, but first, everyone keeps asking, operator, please do an ad. We want to hear more ads, so fine, here you go. Here's an ad. 
All right, here we go. Cleveland County 911. I don't know if I should have called this in or not, but... What's going on? If I'd have a camera, I'd take a picture of it. Take a picture of who? I don't know what... I don't know what it was. He's walking upright like a man. I would not kill it because I was afraid to. But he went back up the mountain. Cleveland County 911. Hello. Can I help you? Yes. This is Tim Peebler. Uh-huh. Uh, you probably have my address. Yes, sir. What's going on now? Yeah, I shined a light on this thing, but I would not shoot it. Okay, what did it look like? It looked like a giant ape with a man's face. But I was afraid to kill it. And it made a whistling sound. He was about nine, ten foot tall with real long arms. I go out there, he gets gone. Now come back in the house, he gets back there again. And my dogs are just raising heck. Would I get in any trouble if I shot and killed this beast, this animal or whatever it is? Would I get in any trouble? I, I can't answer that question. If he goes too close to me, I'm going to kill him. All right. So, yeah. Wow. The voice on the phone is a guy named Tim Peeler. P-E-E-L-E-R. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Ellen, I have a question for you. Does Tim sound drunk to you? Yeah. You would think so, right? But he might have been, but drunk Tim and not drunk Tim sound the exact same. And I'll prove it. (laughs) We're going to post an interview with Tim Peeler to our Patreon channel. It explains everything that happens like a full interview with him about what happened in this video. And you will... Sly Patreon, Sly Patreon, Patreon plug uh, there. pump right there. Um, <laughs> wow. Obviously, only as Tim. You're yeah, a well, slime ball. Yeah. What's it going to take to get us to get you into this Patreon account? Slaps, slaps the roof of <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> I'll go talk to my manager. <laughs> for only five, for the yeah, price, right. as you heard last last episode. From Queen Elizabeth, for the price of a tea and crumpets, you too can be on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, You're I'm pretty, pretty proud, proud of that. Of that eh? was pretty fun. But um, so anyway, you will find in that interview that when you watch it, you can tell the guy is clearly not like so like he's not extremely inebriated. He could be a little drunk in that, but not drunk Tim sounds exactly oh. like drunk Tim. It's really hilarious. I'll tell you right away, we'll probably talk about what we feel about Bigfoot and all that, but what I, what I feel about this guy is that um, anybody who's had an actual experience when it comes to UFOs or, or maybe they've seen something wacky in the woods, right? Um, they they are worried that they're going to sound like <laughs> this guy. 
the world is concerned that when they say I saw Bigfoot, it comes out I saw Bigfoot. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I liked how he's asking permission to yeah, shoot right. him almost, right? Like next time it comes around, like, dude, you yeah. didn't see it. You didn't see a big it. Maybe he did. Do you think he saw a Bigfoot? Well, Seemed pretty relaxed I, about I, it, didn't you he? You know, we've talked about it before. I, th- I know. I think Bigfoot's Kane. I think Bigfoot's Abel's brother. Like you know, guy was was cursed to walk the earth for the rest of his. Can you call it life if you don't You're die? Is that. it is it even the rest of your life if you're never gonna die? I guess. I don't know. For rest of whatever. Wow. You're you're crazy. I don't. I don't think a big. I don't think a bigfoot exists, man. I mean, where, where's the uh, where's the skeletons? Where's the houses they live in? You're telling me they're this tidy. Where, where's the mentally ill Bigfoot that says, okay, we have all these strict rules upon ourselves as 10 foot, 8 to 10 foot beings where we got to be really good at hiding and no one can see us. So we got to be like so like, you know, against what the character of, of a primate of that size would be where you can't be timid. Like you're, you're being timid as like a voracious beast like the biggest beast out there when it comes to like primates obviously and you're telling me like not one of them snapped against that those restrictions like had a mental ill 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 ill, like break mentally ill break and went rabid and ran into town and just got killed and so you're saying so you're saying it's kind of well first of all no skeletons because if it is kane he's still not dead so there's your skeleton theory shut down by by me the religious scholar that i am um, wow. and, okay, so what you're saying is that there's like a group of them, and they all kind of the the, un, the unspoken order of the group is we're huge, so stay it hidden. It would have to be. And then one day, you're like, oh crap, man! What about Greg? Greg went crazy and went in and killed that whole. <laughs> Greg, Greg went, went rogue. rogue and went and killed exactly. the whole town. Is that what you're saying? Where's it's the Greg, Greg foot? foot? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Hey, there, there's 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 a beast, in, a parent beast in China called the Yaren. Uh, it's mm-hmm. China's Bigfoot, and for whatever reason, maybe because I'm like, maybe because I don't know that I'm racist or something, but I think think of Chinese people as like they wouldn't be the same as what we just heard right there, like backwoods. You mean local, like the people that saw uh, a Yaren in China? They wouldn't be like. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the same. It doesn't feel like it would be the same to me because I'm I don't I don't know what I'm talking about, but it just doesn't feel like they have backwoods yokels. So like in China. everyone that sees then, a Bigfoot should be named like Cletus. Yeah, and they're all scientists. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but when I watched this Chinese uh, Bigfoot thing uh, a while back, I remember thinking to myself, oh, yeah, there are backwoods yokels in China. Because <laughs> they're the same guy, but they're just speaking Chinese. Like, the, the way that they their eyes were so wide open and they were really trying to be very convincing the same way these guys are. And they get up and they do reenactments yeah. of what they saw. <laughs> That's a showman. You're just showing me you're a liar right now. When you get up and you show me how it walked, <laughs> you are showing me yeah. you're a showman. And you're like, you know, like, you, you got the lies so like, in your bones. When those, so. Tim Peeler, like, you know, he's just like, it was like eight or ten feet tall. What do you think, like, they would say in China if, like, they see one? Like, how would they explain the height or size? Well, thanks for setting me up, but they would say six, six or, seven or seven feet tall. Appreciate it, huh? <laughs> because it's just bigger than them. Is that what you're saying? Because oh I'm God. racist, yeah. <laughs> no, they'd probably use Whatever reference points, right? Like, they would use corn, like, you know. Oh, right. Corn. 
corn, bigger corn, than the corn. corn stalks or yeah what do they eat over there it's bigger no. than the rice <laughs> yeah i know that taller than there yeah, maybe. Right, there you go maybe Ah, well, welcome to the pool, eh? The water's just, the water's real nice. Ah, the water's real nice. That's not racist. Yeah. If we're talking, I mean, they eat rice. There's a lot of rice patties there. They could use it. You could use that Guy, for a reference point for a lot of is. stuff. That's all I'm saying. Hey, just, you know, we've done enough. Okay, so, so what else hey, you got? So I got a question for you. No, okay. <laughs> Actually, I have, a, I have another guy that was on scene for this. It was the sergeant who was assigned to the incident. And he, we have him uh, actually talking about his encounter with a Bigfoot. Uh, you ready for me to hit play on that? His name's oh, Sergeant yeah, Mark definitely. Self. I, I know, <laughs> self. I know, just like Roger Self, right? From the previous. Here's the other thing. This is also from North Carolina, and I did some digging to try to see if they were related, and I could not connect the dots. I really wanted to because I would have just made this like so award-winning, but I couldn't. And, but I'm just guessing that it's like, you know, a, probably there's a saturation of last name, people named self in the, the Carolinas. I would be my guess. So. Wow. It's very yeah, self-aware. Selfless, really. The effort I went to there on that. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Right. I wonder if either of these guys are going to claim self-defense. Well, self you know Roger is. And uh, we'll, let's see what Mark Self has to say about things. You ready for me to play? Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. It scared me. There was a eight to ten foot hairy man looking person was uh, killing some animals, breaking in chicken houses, killing chickens. This is just totally uh, blowing my mind that they even brought back up. Doesn't bother me now. I don't think there's anything to it. So that was Sergeant Mark Self, the investigator on the scene. So let me, I got a question for you. What if nobody ever talked about how tall Bigfoot was? You know, like, no one knew to say, you know, that every Bigfoot sighting, everyone's always said, you know, eight to ten feet tall. Let me just put that in perspective. It, it's suspect that he says he saw a ten-foot humanoid and then says, I don't think there's anything to it. Okay, let me put that in perspective. One, the range between that height. That would be like you saying, hey, I saw a girl downtown. She was five to seven feet tall. Five to seven. That's just, that's the range we're talking. Just to put it in perspective, like a five foot tall person or a seven foot tall person. That's a two two foot range, right? Big difference. Big that's difference. Huge. I've never seen a seven foot tall woman. But if you saw an eight foot tall guy, you're like, holy crap! I saw an eight foot tall guy. If you saw a ten foot tall guy, there would never be a time in your life where you said, I don't think there's anything to it. No. Dude, that is like burned in your memory and you would like try to do news conferences about what you saw. You, like you, you would just fight against the social norms and be like, I don't care what anybody says. I saw a 10 foot Forever. guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. When you say when you say it that way, five five to seven feet, right? The, the range. Everybody uses that. Like, yeah, I saw a bigfoot. He was eight to ten feet tall. I'm like, that's a big range. You know, put it in any kind of perspective. <laughs> yeah. So he was the size of a doorway, or or he was the size of, like the roof, right? Yeah, the yeah. doorway or the basketball hoop that you can't touch the top of. Okay. <laughs> 
I love the five foot to seven foot range because that's just silly. It makes it sound so silly. Like my wife is five feet tall. Right. I've never seen a human that's seven feet tall. That is, it's just not, you know, that's the range we're talking about. There's a big difference. Okay, so along those lines, though, big. just to kind of drive it home that you would never stop talking about this is, have you, Luna, have you ever experienced something that that you you had to be there? To appreciate fully, like the description does it no justice. Yeah, I know. I got your answer right away, and it's gonna be a corny, almost half-ass tough guy thing. But like in a fight, in a fist fight, when I was younger, I, I was in a lot of fist fights, and I remember somebody recorded one of them one time, and we went back and watched it later. I apparently <laughs> won the fight, but it was it, it was like just flailing arms, flailing arms, a little bit of a uh, mm-hmm. little bit of wrestling. And then me on top, and the guy's too tired to continue, and me hitting him, like, bopping my wrist. My wrist isn't even, like, tight when I throw the punch. It kind of just scuffs off his forehead. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm Mike Tyson, right? So, you know, that, that was pretty amped up until I saw the video, so. Yeah, in the moment, you're just. Yeah, no, immediately that occurs. You're full MMA in your mind. You're like, every move is, like, stick and jab, stick and jab. You don't think that you look like a marionette? No, not at all. Have you ever been, yes. have you been in a fight where people are around watching and cheering you on and all that no. stuff? I, I've got my ass kicked a couple times. So did we talk about Denver? Privately, we probably did. Oh, Denver? Did we talk about me getting jumped in Denver? When you got raped? Yeah, no, I think we talked about that one time. Yeah, when you yeah, got raped. That was rough. That was really rough. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, the one thing that's in my mind that, like, to appreciate fully, like, this is, like, the kind of thing I'm talking about. I went to a dra- I went to the drag races, mm. and until then, I did not know that there could be a noise that travels by you that is so intense that it moves the heart around inside of Mm. your body. Like, it is so intense. I've heard that from people that, like, see rocket launches. They're like, you can't imagine the noise, the level, the depth of the noise until you're there. That, to me, Mm. is seeing a 10-foot-tall person. You would not shut up about it. I get it. I mean, if I saw a 10-foot-tall person, I feel like it would be a bit more than watching a drag race or getting in a fight, but we tried, right? I don't know. I don't think there's anything to like. Imagine if that's, hey man, I went to the, I went and saw a rocket launch. The 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 sound was unreal, but I'm not sure there was anything to it. <laughs> I was at the SpaceX launch, and friggin' Elon Musk was so excited that he came running at the front doors and held his hands in the air and was looking skyward and crying with his children around him. Or I saw a ten foot tall thing walking through my cornfield. I. I'm more impressed by the 10-foot-tall thing walking through the cornfield. Totally, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like, you don't back down from that one. And you never say, I don't think they were saying a thing to you. Squeak, bop, baby, don't bop. You know? It's not going to happen. Here's the thing. If something like that came out of the woods or an alien species came came down and checked us out, we, we're not going to treat it well. No, we're not. We're going to start looking, looking into its holes. Wherever those holes may be, we're going to start digging into the holes. Yeah, and we better stop sending stuff out into space because the thing that comes to see us is not... The things that are afraid of us won't make themselves known, but the thing that isn't afraid of us will. Yeah. And if it's not afraid of us and it comes down, then guess what? We're like... Dead. Dick all, and they're going to terraform this thing. They're just going to wipe us out with a nuke, and then they're going to terraform the planet to suit their their suitability. We're like ants. Stop sending friggin' stuff into space. Uh, stop sending signals into space. Sh- and, and short Tesla story cars. to explain how how things will end for us. The story about me in Denver. I got jumped in Denver. I got the I got punched. Right. 
Oh. Yes, that too. But and raped. That, raped. You know, that was later. And I wasn't awake for that. So neither here nor there. But when I got jumped, two guys show up on the side of me. And here's here's like, okay, I'm Earth walking down the street. Do, 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 do. Aliens, right? They're the two guys that that came up on the side of me in Denver. One guy says, you got any weed? And I say, no. <laughs> and remember, I'm Earth and they're the aliens, right? This is how it ends up. The other guy says, do you got a gun? And I said, no. <laughs> like a total idiot. And then the beating commenced. It was just like, what did I, why did I say that? Why did I, that's what we're doing in space. We're like, hey, guess what? To your point, that's what we're putting out in space. Hey, here's how stupid we are. Uh, here's a little gold disc with some information on it and where we currently sit statistically as far as mathematics and entertainment. Horrible. Come and, sh- come and destroy our planet. That's, a, that's, that's literally what we're saying. The thing that's playing out there, too, is like some, you know, saxophone crap, too. It's like, oh, man. That's like Miles Davis. Yeah, World War II music. It's like, she's got a pair of hips just like two battleships. Yada, da, 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 da. <laughs> well, this has gone downhill really quick. Oh, from the start. Pretty much. Well, it's kind of gone through a restaurant and then downhill into a forest. Yeah. We had fun, though. Next to a Bigfoot. Yeah, straight through a self-serve yes. uh, restaurant called Mirth and Turf. Check it out. Next time you're in town, use discount code LUNA. Don't. <laughs> I think we're done here. See you guys. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Appreciate all the positive feedback and uh, the negative, too. It's all good. We're listening, obviously. We've really trimmed things, trimmed the fat off of this episode. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Yes, hugs. Hey, thanks for listening and supporting this award-winning show, everyone. Have you listened to our other show, Dark Calls, yet? It's the show where we play the calls that are too dark for this show. You've been warned. It's a Patreon-exclusive show, so if that sounds like your cup of tea, or about the price of a cup of tea, you can get that show, live-streaming video chats with Luna and me, plus a bunch of other extra content and features over on Patreon. Search for 1159 Media on Patreon to access all the extra goodness. The 911 Calls podcast is an 1159 Media production. Your loved ones would also love this show. You can spread the word and help us to gain even more awards than we already have. So much thanks to you. So many hugs.